Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the owner and head coach at Straight Shot Training. If you've ever had a muscle or joint injury, you may have gone to a physical therapist to perform rehab exercises. The goal of these rehab exercises are to build up the strength of weak stabilizer muscles, correct distortions in your posture, and to teach you how to move correctly so you can avoid injuring yourself in the future. Rehab movements are even prescribed by therapists to be performed by their patients after they're released from their care because they know how beneficial these corrective exercises are. But what if you aren't injured? Do you still need to perform movements like rotator cuff exercises or hip mobility drills or low back and core stability drills? Well, that depends. Do you want a healthy rotator cuff, mobile hips, a stable core that keeps your low back from getting injured? If you answered yes, and I really hope you did, then you really should consider adding some prehab exercises into your warmups. Being proactive in doing so isn't just injury prevention insurance. It can also increase your performance. This means bigger lifts, more muscle, faster times, more power and speed, and you get it all while moving with better form and creating solid movement patterns that'll last. This week on the podcast, we get into the what, the why, and the how of prehab movements like we use in the straight shot training workouts. so we can all start out on the same page. Prehab exercises are mobility, stability, and strength exercises that are focused around injury prevention. So typically you're doing things to make sure that your stabilizers stabilize while your movers move, and you're doing things to make sure that the right muscles contract at the right times depending on the movement that you're performing. So oftentimes you're isolating a muscle or you're isolating a grouping of muscles so you can teach your body how to contract them appropriately during larger and more compound movements or multi-joint movements. Now I haven't always used prehab in my coaching. I haven't even always used it in my own training because when I first started out I was like a lot of other young people that just work out and feel like that that takes care of everything. And as I got older and learned more, I realized that moving in good positions is really what it's all about. And as I got into CrossFit and Kelly Starrett got the whole mobility craze going, I realized that a more structured warm-up allowed me to move more efficiently and to put up better numbers. I could do more advanced gymnastics maneuvers, and I had faster times and better scores in my CrossFit workouts. So I would do mobility, and then I would go right into my lifting. I did that for years, even after I stopped doing CrossFit, but I still had some minor injuries come up along the way and eventually hit plateaus on my lifts. So prehab wasn't even on my radar until I suffered a low back injury. Uh, This is a few episodes back uh, of the podcast that I talked about a, a low back rehab program. Actually, tomorrow morning, I have an article coming out in Breaking Muscle that's a five-phase low-back rehab program. So that's tomorrow, Wednesday, November 29th. Uh, So by the time you listen to this, you should be able to go over and check that out. Uh, But anyway, rehab wasn't on my radar until that injury happened. That forced me to take a step back and really study my mechanics more. And it took me a couple of months to rehab back from that injury, but I came back stronger and I came back moving better than I did before. And I realized... If I continue to use these rehab exercises before I squat or deadlift or Olympic lift or overhead press, I could ward off another low back injury and keep doing what I love in the gym. Because anytime you have 
a low back injury, it pretty much sidelines you from doing a lot of stuff that you love. So I continued my prehab routine for my low back and core, and then I started developing these sequences for hips and shoulders and ankles and knees, and I performed these for an entire year before every workout and was able to move without pain and increase all of my lifts while also increasing my speed and power when it came to sprinting and running. So while I still think that you can perform well by just warming up or just doing some mobility and then performing functional movements like squats, deadlifts, presses, pull-ups, lunges, running, etc., the addition of prehab can provide an extra boost to your performance by improving your mechanics while adding in the benefit of preventing injuries that can happen to even the most experienced lifters. So you have performance increases, but more importantly, injury prevention. That's why we do prehab. So now that you know what prehab is and why it's so important if you want to perform better while remaining pain-free, I want to go through each major section of the body that you typically employ these prehab movements and explain how to use them in your own training and how we specifically at Straight Shot use these in the way that we program workouts for our subscribers. So let's start with the core because back issues are an absolute ruiner for any lower body lift and many upper body lifts. Plus, a stronger core means you can actually move more weight with your extremities. The goal of the core prehab that we use at Straight Shot is a mixture of core stability and core strength. We focus mostly on core stability, and this is the body's ability to create tension in the muscles around the spine to hold it in place while the body's under loads that are going to challenge the, your posture. So if a bar is on your back, that's going to challenge your spinal position. The goal of core stability is to hold your spine in a good position while you are under those loads. So during a squat or an overhead press, your core has to contract to not round or arch under the weight of the bar. On a deadlift, your core stability is what keeps you from dangerously rounding out your back as you pull from the floor. Core strength, on the other hand, is the ability of the muscles around the spine and the pelvis to initiate movement. So core stability is inhibiting unwanted movement around the core, whereas core strength is the ability to move at the spine or the pelvis, so you're initiating movement. So leg raises, sit-ups, various twisting exercises, those are more on the lines of core strength. So we perform a mixture of core stability and core strength exercises after we do our mobility work and before we get under any loads during those straight shot workouts. So some of the movements for core stability that we like to use are planks, dead bugs, uh, hollow holds, hollow rocks, rollouts. Your core has to stabilize though on all sides of your spine. So we also do supermans, back extension holds, bridge holds, reverse hyper holds, so you, we can make sure that you can also stabilize at your low back. And then we use side planks and anti-rotational exercises so you can stabilize from the sides as well. So these are the same kinds of exercises that your physical therapist would give you if you had a low back injury. They want to help you rehab your low back from an injury by doing these exercises. We want to help keep you from injuring your low back by doing these exercises in the first place. For core strength, we approach training the core in the same way as we train any other movement that we do. We want to train the core 360 degrees around so that everyone who works with us knows how to both stabilize and move in all directions. That's one of the reasons why our tagline at Straight Shot is balanced functional fitness. So if you're trying to do some core prehab on your own, pick some things that help you hold a good spinal position 
while you're doing other lifts. So work your core a little bit. Don't overtax it, but work it a little bit before you go and do these big movements like squat and bench and deadlift. And then do a little bit of core strength so that your body knows how to move at your core as well as stabilize. So let's go on to hips now. Now I know we're going to talk about the hips, but we're going to tie this in with the spine here really quick. It's not just for the sake of the health of the hip joint itself that we do hip prehab exercises, but we also use the hips and their capacity to both be mobile and stable at the same time to help keep your spine healthy. We also use hip prehab to keep your knees healthy and your ankles healthy because your spine, your knees, and your ankles are all dependent on the mobility and the stability of your hips. So when I say mobility, I mean the hip has the capacity to perform movements with a full range of motion in all planes of movement. Stability means inhibiting any unwanted movement during any of these exercises. So we like to focus with our athletes a lot on posterior chain activation. So posterior chain is your glutes, your hamstrings, and your low back. We want your glutes and your hamstrings to fire on all cylinders while your core and low back stabilize around it. So here's where we tie in a little bit of core stability and hip capacity, so mobility and function of the hips. Weak glutes are an underlying cause of a lot of low back problems and knee problems, and often weak glutes are not fixed by just squatting or lunging alone. Doing some preparatory exercises help prime the glutes for contraction and teach you what I mean as a coach when I'm always cueing my athletes to squeeze their butt on movements. When I say squeeze your butt, if you keep your glutes tight, and I say tight abs, tight butt, same time, I can get you to tighten up your abs, so core stability, squeeze your butt tight, hip stability, you will hold your spine in a good position while you squat. You will also, if you have a tight butt and tight abs when you press overhead, will keep your back from arching and you pinching a muscle in your low back or injuring a disc while going heavy overhead. You've got to make sure that your posterior chain is active, and that's why we like to use prehab movements to make sure our athletes know what it feels like to get everything tight around the hips so that hips are stable when they need to be stable, but also that you can move while having some stability. So I like using glute bridges, good mornings, uh, banded hip extensions, kettlebell swings, all those things to help people's posterior chains get ready to do its job. Then we also want to make sure that we train the hips laterally by doing things like side step ups, Cossack squats, or side lunges. We want to make sure that we're not overdeveloped in the sagittal plane. The sagittal plane is the plane of movement that is forward and backwards and like up and down, things out in the front of your body. This is moving and forward and back. Moving forward and backwards is, is fine. Um, there's nothing bad about it. It's part of what we do in everyday life and it's part of what we do in the gym, but life isn't always forward and backwards. It's also side to side. It's also rotational. Most injuries do not happen in the sagittal plane. So we want to train the hips to both absorb and apply force laterally so you perform better in the gym and you're safer outside of it. If you play any sport, you have to have the capacity to absorb and apply force laterally or you're going to pay for it in your knees and in your ankles. So finally, we want to increase the end range strength of your hips when it comes to prehab, uh, the goal of the prehab that we're doing for the hips, increasing end range strength. What I mean by this is it's not enough for you just to use your body weight or a bar or a kettlebell to plop you into a rock bottom squat. I need you as my athlete to use your hip flexors 
and muscles in the front of your hip to pull you into a squat. And the same goes for any other movement, upper or lower body. You have to be able to move yourself into and out of a movement with control and without any unwanted movement. If you lack capacity at the hips, your body will create movements elsewhere, like your low back or your knees, where they're not supposed to move as much as your hips. So there's a thing called the mobile joint stable joint rule. This was developed by Dr. Kelly Starrett. And he said, if you have a mobile joint like the hips, and then you have a stable joint like the knee, the knee doesn't really move that much, forward and backwards basically, a little bit of rotation. But if you have a mobile joint like the hips, and it's not mobile, your body has to seek movement from somewhere else to accomplish the, the goal, or the task that you're trying to perform, it'll seek mobility from another joint that it's not supposed to. It'll seek mobility from a stable joint. So if you can't move enough at your hips, you're gonna end up moving at your knee in a way you're not supposed to. Same goes with going up from the hips. If you can't move correctly at your hips, you pay for it. Your low back is going to have to move when it's not supposed to be moving under a load because your hips weren't mobile enough to be able to do what they're supposed to in that movement. Also, when it comes to hip prehab, we use hip prehab as a bit of rehab because everyone's hips get so locked up all day from sitting and driving and the way we work and the way we sit and watch TV and the way that we just spend a lot of our day sitting. We want to reclaim some of the motion of the hips because asking them to jump right into squatting and right into lunging and step ups and jumping and kettlebell swings, it's a lot to ask of your hips if they've been locked in this 90 degree sitting position all day. So we want to help open them up with the mobility drills, but also help get them primed and ready for contraction by doing these prehab movements. All right, so let's move from the hips onto the shoulders. The shoulder joint should be mobile, but it needs to be supported by the stabilizing muscles around your scapula or your upper back. Your scapula needs to be able to glide through all of its articulations. So going up, down, coming forward in protraction, coming back towards the spine in uh, retraction, you need to be able to rotate upward, rotate downward, and your scapula does combinations of those articulations throughout different movements. You need to be able to stabilize your scapula at any given point throughout any movement. So again, we see this relationship between mobility and stability. That's why we mobilize and then stabilize and then do the movements in the particular day's workout with straight shot. We like to use bands, we like to use dumbbells, uh, we use body weight exercises, all these things to work the shoulder girdle, so the, so the scapula and the shoulder joint itself. We want to work them in all planes of motion and in various ranges of rotation and stabilizing throughout all of this. Doing this prep work is going to set you up for success when you get to horizontal movements like rows or bench presses or vertical movements like overhead presses or pull-ups or side-to-side -side movements like side plank hip raises or just about anything you're going to be doing in any sport. We want your stabilizers to stabilize while your movers move. Five minutes, just five minutes of prep work goes a long way in ensuring that that relationship stays that way. Stabilize or stabilize, movers move. Plus, most gym movements that we do, like I said before, are either forward or backwards or up or down. So doing these prehab movements to the side or rotationally allow for balancing your strength for things outside of the gym that are often awkward and not unidirectional. Things that we do in the gym are pretty convenient. We find easy ways to lift lot a lot of weight and that's great but when it comes to awkwardly catching something or reaching over the back of your seat to try to pick something up 
or awkwardly carrying a bunch of groceries up the stairs, your shoulder needs to be able to stay stable. People end up pulling their shoulder out doing stupid things outside the gym. Then they really shouldn't. You should have strength to be able to, if you end up in an awkward position, get back into a good position. So that's why we like using these prehab movements because it helps keep your shoulder healthy, not just in the gym, but outside of it. Just like we use those prehab movements to reclaim range of motion in the hips, we are also going to use exercises like YTIW raises, scapula punches, scap shrugs, hanging drills, overhead walks, and a lot of other shoulder exercises to help undo the unhealthy rounded forward shoulder position that comes from the things we do all day. We text, we type, we drive. A lot of these activities that we do pull our shoulders forward and you're asking for bad mechanics when you do that because rounded forward shoulders are going to lead to a lot of issues in their traps, in the shoulder joint itself, uh, in your upper back, overstretched muscles, muscles in the front that are too tight that can lead to impingement syndrome or actual rotator cuff tears. So we want to ward off all that stuff by getting the shoulders worked into a good position of neutrality. So not don't squeeze your shoulder blades super tight together all day, but don't let your shoulders round forward. We want to find that middle ground. And these prehab exercises help out with that. So let's move on to the knees and the ankles. There is a direct relationship between hip mobility and stability and hip strength and the health of your knees and ankles and vice versa. So the health of your knees and ankles helps out with the health of your hips. Health of your hips helps out with the help of your knees and knees and ankles. Many hip prehab exercises put you in better positions when you lunge, when you squat, and when you run. And this is going to make for happier knees and happier ankles. Conversely, immobile ankles and weakness in the musculature around the knee, specifically weak hamstrings, can translate to a lot of issues up at the hip level. In straight shot, we do the bulk of our knee and ankle prehab on our conditioning days. So running, sprinting, circus with agility drills and jumping, all that needs proper preparatory movements. And if you're listening to this and you are a runner, please stop just tying your shoes and immediately starting your run. You're going to perform better and suffer way less injuries if you do a little bit of work to prime the systems around the knee and the ankle to absorb and apply force before you run. We like to mix lateral drills for knee and ankle stability hip extension movements to help prime the glutes, some type of foot and ankle specific prep work. And we do all of that in a short warm-up circuit with some type of jumping and landing exercise to help get the body ready for whatever we're doing that day. This warm-up is not only going to get your muscles ready for running, it's also going to get your heart rate up, your body temperature up, and your breathing rate up. So you'll be ready for whatever I'm throwing at you uh, on that day with you being my athlete and me being your coach. So if you're a runner and you're looking for some stuff to do to help uh, you go down this road of finally warming up for your runs, it does not need to be complicated. Just pick a few things that involve moving side to side, that involve jumping and landing softly, that involve some ankle range of motion, maybe some walking your heels, walking on your toes, get your ankles ready for the pounding of, of constantly landing one foot at a time on a hard surface like a, like a road, if you're a road runner or even a track. It's a lot of pounding. You want to ease your body into that. Even like three to five minutes of just some side to side, some jumping and landing, some glute work, and uh, some ankle-specific stuff before you go into your run. I would prefer you to cut five minutes off of your run time and spend that warming up better than for you to run for five extra minutes. So if you've never done any type of prehab before, mix in a couple of exercises before you start lifting. 
you don't even need to get super structured with it yet. Just start doing a little bit of stuff for the hips before you squat, a little bit of stuff for the shoulders before you shoulder press, a little bit of stuff for the hips, knees, and ankles before you start running or before you do a bunch of box jumps or something. Five minutes of preparation can save you months of recovery time from an injury. So your return on investment is super high when it comes to warming up correctly. Now, if you don't even know where to start with all of this, all of your prehab is included with the Straight Shot Training Program. This is a subscription-based comprehensive training service that we offer here at Straight Shot. The workouts that you get every week have all of your mobility, all of your prehab, all of your strength and conditioning work all laid out for you, so all you have to do is actually put in the work. Thank you so much for listening today. If you would like to connect with us on social media, you can find us using the handle at StraightShotTraining. If you would like to learn more about the Straight Shot Training Program, you can learn all about everything you get with a subscription by visiting our website, StraightShotTraining.com. Thanks again, and have a great week, everybody.